It finally happened. The White House press corps has turned on Joe Biden. All that and more on today's episode. Let's talk about that. Instead of focusing on winning arguments, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and marketing and how we can use them to win in the world of politics, teaching you how to meet people where they're at on the issues they care about. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show. Well, hey there, folks. Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show. Thank you for joining us on, of course, another fun-filled episode. I am, as always, your humble host, joining you live from our BNC studios here in lovely Eastern Indiana. And today, yes, we are talking all things Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, and all of a sudden, the White House press corps seemingly finding uh, their testicular fortitude to discuss that and more on today's episode. Returning, Kenny Cody. Welcome back to the Brian Nichols Show. Rod, good to see you, brother. Ready to talk it up. All right, brother. Yeah, let's have some fun here. And I have actually for the audience today, we're going to go through, we have three clips. Uh, The first of the clips is a longer clip, about three minutes and 35 seconds. But basically the the walls are closing in, right? How many times did we hear that expression with uh, Trump during the four years of his, his administration? But now it's actually kind of happening for Joe Biden and the Hunter Biden saga that we heard uh, with, you know, the, the quid pro quo. And this time, uh, direct leaks coming out uh, from whistleblowers, actually, to the IRS saying that not only were they stifled, but then a lot of the documents being uh, brought out with regards to the Hunter Biden case showing uh, basically Joe Biden lied, that he actually was privy to not only Hunter's business dealings, but his name was used as a a, a talking point in, in deals and in, in negotiations in order to get things done. So Hunter saying that I've got my dad sitting next to me. Kenny, this is this is like impeachable stuff here. No, I wish the Republicans define it like that. Uh, we already seen McCarthy and a couple others kind of dismiss impeachment. I, I hope that changes within the next few weeks, um, especially seeing these quote from President Biden. But I mean, it's, it's ridiculous, sure. man. I mean, th- th- these this, this these shams that we keep seeing by our federal judiciary, we keep seeing by uh, states judiciary, we keep seeing so many corruptions through the federal government judiciary. And for some reason, Republicans need to you know step it up. They, they've got to find a way to. Um, to interfere, they got to find a way to stand up for what's right. And I hope that these quotes that we're getting through the, through these uh, through these leaked documents, these leaked text messages, through WhatsApp and things like that, I, I really hope that we're able to do something about it. But it was really shocking after seeing President Biden himself actually say that I never had anything to do with my son's business dealings. Now to see that that was absolutely untrue, even if it was during 2017, because I've seen the argument that it was when he was a private citizen. He has, he said I have nothing to do with it, and everybody knows the reason he has power. In any sort of hunters, but hunters business dealings, because he was the former vice president. If he was using any of those those powers whatsoever, whether he's a private citizen, the president, the vice president, or the senator, that should be impeachable stuff. And I'm glad that that has come to the revelation through uh, through these text messages leaks. Yeah, and and now the White House press corps, Kenny, actually waking up. They had a nice long nap here over the past few years but i guess someone behind the scenes said go take him out it's time uh gavin newsom i don't know he looks like the batman villain but uh here is a uh, kgp the uh I, was it cream g something she's the white house press secretary she's going through and she's actually being grilled for the first time actually from a white house the white house press corps let's go ahead and listen in kenny it's a little little bit longer of a video about three minutes or so um but then uh, let's get our thoughts afterwards stand by 
His son Hunter to the state dinner last night. Um, I'm wondering if you could take us into the thinking and decision making of why uh, the president decided to. I, I'm just not going to get into family discussion, personal family discussion. As you know, Hunter is his son. I'm just not going to get Let into it. Let me ask you this. If, if Hunter Biden wasn't the president's son, would he have invited someone who had just reached a plea agreement with federal prosecutors? Well, two a, days couple, a couple of things. Again, that's his son. It's a, he's a family member. It is not uncommon for family members to attend uh, events at the White House. You could look at past presidents. I'm sure you have. So that is not uncommon. Uh, as it relates to anything uh, uh, related to, uh, to Hunter, I'm just not going to respond to it from here. I mean, just Kenny, really quick, uh, one comment I have to make. Like, it, he's his son. Why? Why does that mean the president doesn't have and, to respond to that? And it it, it, it makes it worse, does it not? Like right. if it's your, if it's his son, like that's more reason that he shouldn't be corrupting the federal government and protecting this dude and having preferential treatment by the DOJ. It should be worse. Like that shouldn't be an explanation to say we don't have to answer this. We don't have to talk about this. That all that means is that he used his power and his influence to protect his son. That's all that proves it. It's not an excuse not to answer the question. She's so bad at this. Let's uh, see what else she has to say. Can I follow up on that? Okay. No, I just called in somebody. Go ahead. Yeah, so, but, I mean, so Kirby wouldn't answer James's question, though. Are you going to answer the question? I mean, not a reasonable question to ask no. with the President of the United States who's involved, as this message seems to suggest, so in some sort of a coercive conversation for business dealing by a son. I mean, is that something, <clears throat> if he wasn't, then maybe you should tell us. So that. here's the thing, I, and I appreciate the question. I believe my colleague uh, at the White House Council uh, has answered this question already, has dealt with this, has uh, uh, made it very clear. I just don't have anything to share outside of what my colleagues have shared, uh, and so I would refer you to him and the, D and the DOJ. Just not going to comment from here. Text I will, what I can tell you is I know that my colleague has dealt with this. He he uh, addressed this at the White House Council. I just don't have anything else to share. I just I just answered the question. I just answered the question. Yes or no? Was the president involved in the shakedown attack? Stephen, Stephen, I just answered the question. I just said I just. It's not up to you how I answer the question. I just answered the question. You explained away something that is just completely corrupt. I mean, you're. You're saying that my people at the DOJ, oh, you mean the people that gave preferential treatment to Hunter Biden want to answer for this? They're literally at fault, and you want them to answer for it instead of you? I would be annoyed, too, if I was working for a tyrant. Oh, 100%. Now, this video goes on for a bit longer. Um, here, let's let's see what else, if there's anything more of and substance. By telling you my colleagues at the White House Council. I think this is just more of the her and I saying they've answered that. this. Ask and answer more or less. Just remind us what your colleagues said from the White House Council, so we have it. I would, I, would, I would refer you to them and they will share their statement with all of you. My question is about is your statements from that podium. You stated oh, that the president stands by his comment from the 2020 campaign that he never once discussed his son's overseas business dealings with his son. And you stood at that podium yeah. and you reaffirmed that. Do you stand by your reaffirmation? I, what I will say is nothing has changed. Nothing mm -hmm. has changed. And I will leave it there. Anything else, I will refer you to the White House Council. This is not a change? I just answered the question. You asked, You just asked me, do, does my statement change? I just told you nothing has changed. That's answering the question. Go ahead. Think about that, Kenny. Nothing has changed. So what, what's, what's the truth? What, I mean, she's basically caught, right, between a rock and a hard place. I understand she has a terrible job, um, and she is terrible at doing said job. But, like, I, I mean, it is, I know we can't really call her, like, on perjury. We can't call Joe Biden on perjury because there's stuff said during a campaign. But, like, again, it just... Like he he's caught here in this very obvious lie, and I don't know how they're trying to 
weasel their way out of it with lawyer speak. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the frustration is I think she knows she's caught. She knows she said a statement beforehand where she defends the president and she said that he has nothing to do with his business deal and she's just trying to stand by that statement. And I guess her interpretation is the text is a lie by Hunter. I get that's what the next step is going to be in my prediction is that Hunter was like lying that he was actually sitting next to the president and he was, he, he was trying to kind of force his power through text message and Joe Biden wasn't actually there. He was just lying, make Hunter look bad. But, make but him this is where it gets funny, Kenny, is that they actually were able to co- uh, corroborate. There's a picture of Hunter with his dad in his dad's Corvette. Corvette, yeah, driving around literally like minutes after that what uh, WhatsApp text was sent. So yeah. it actually looks like, yeah, he was with his dad. Which is which? I don't know if he was out of his mind at this time, or you know, senile or right. ger- geriatric at the time. Anyway, man, man, ain't no, he knew where he's at, let alone what car he was in. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm wondering. I mean, I, I have so many questions. Like, for one, why does this woman still have a job? Like, yep. it's unbelievable that, that that Jim Pataki, whatever her name was, makes makes Kareem she, Kareem Rump Pearson makes her Jim Pataki like. Oh God, Sean! I mean, oh, I, Jen Saki, I mean, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. Jen Jen Saki makes her look like I mean, just a master at media communication. Like it, it, it is unbelievable how bad this woman is, is at her job, and she gets mm-hmm. so angry, right? And it places the blame on the press corps, which personally, great. Like I want to see the press corps and, the, and these media shills fussed out about about more than anybody. But my problem is, is these these. Are, I'll tell you what, why she's getting so angry too. And it's kind of what you mentioned earlier is that she's been treated so perfectly by yep. the press corps for such a long time. Besides Peter Ducey from Fox News, these people have been asking her these softball questions because her boss is pitiful. I mean, I would see him walking down the street and would have pity on him, let yep. alone him being the president of the United States. And now she's actually getting tough questions that she has no idea how to handle it. I'm not going to be surprised. We saw several press, change, press secretary changes throughout the Trump presidency with Sean Spicer, with Sarah Huckabee Sanders, and then with uh, K- Kelly McEnany. Mm-hmm. So... From how do you pronounce her last name? McCanny? I don't know how to pronounce Ma- it. Mackeyanny? I mean, it's something like that, yeah. yeah. I'm an English mayor, can you tell? Um, but I hope that if, if I was a Democrat, I would go, please get rid of this person. Oh, yeah. I don't know. She can't handle these tough questions. We're in a tough situation. Now the press corps turn her back. Let's get somebody else. She can take a job at MSNBC or CNN. Unless it's all part of the plan. That's a, that's a <laughs> that, And that's opening a whole other can of worms. But let's uh, wrap her, up her uh, response here. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Stephen. I'm calling on your colleague right now. Go ahead. Thank you. To to follow up on my colleague, is there anything that you? I love how she's like, I'm done with you, Stephen. And then she goes to the other lady and the other lady's like, actually, I'm going to pick question. up literally right where he was left <laughs> off. And you can just see in her face. Uh, that face. She's so that pissed. Face so many, that f- face and those eyes tell so many stories. Oh, she's like Lori, she like Lori Lightfoot right there. <laughs> her soul, yeah, like, like, like Beetlejuice. Her soul is leaving her body at this very that's moment. That's so stare, man. I, I feel her. I, I, I don't, I don't want to be in her position either. <laughs> can say with regard to this text message and what the president's son was alleging was the president there or not i would refer you to my colleagues at the white house council they have addressed this and i refer you to them go ahead Kareen, have you spoken to the president about this have you asked him whether he was there with his son on july 30th this is not a conversation that i've had with the president again i would refer you to the white house council Do you plan to have that conversation no. with the president no no did the president speak with the attorney general at all i can't i i 
I cannot say uh, if the president uh, had had a conversation with the attorney general last night. What I can refer you to is the White House. The dinner that Merrick Garland was at with Hunter Biden, by the way, just to add that, which that that itself is Amazing. just like all sorts oh, of conflict of so interest. Good. Everybody, everybody kissing his tail and him going around shaking hands and kissing babies and everything else. I'm, they These people think he's a hero yep. and these people think that he is just it's like royalty i mean it's, it's similar to like the british monarchy like the, whatever shoulders they need to bump and i'll give hunter this i mean he is the most successful con man that i have ever seen in politics he has so many different professions he's an artist he's a, he's a <laughs> which obviously is a front for like a ponzi scheme if we're being honest yeah i mean he's a connoisseur of adult entertainment he's a me he's an <laughs> artist he's an author he's an activist he's an old tycoon like this dude is just he's skyrocketing I, if i'm hunter biden i'm going i'm on top of the world i'm gonna run for congress is what <laughs> i would do if i was hunter biden um he, he is absolutely untouchable and while my thing is is brian why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't? Why would he try to regret anything he's done? Mm -hmm. Like nobody's held him accountable for anything he's done his entire life. Yep. Like th there was an article come out today. I forgot who who it was by, but the guy writing how how caring that Joe Biden was. He is just being a good dad. He's just being a good family member. And I'm proud of my son. I'm proud of my son. Not, treating him like he's a 17 year old child in right? high school. <laughs> this dude is nine years out from Social Security, and we're treating him like he is in high a school yep. in a drama class. Like it, it's. It's insane. We're treating Joe Biden like he is the next coming of G of Harry Truman, and then we're treating Hunter Biden as if he is a prepubescent toddler mm -hmm. or a seventeen-year-old trying to get over a marijuana a marijuana addiction or something. I don't know what we're doing. Like it, it's it's so funny to me, and I just can't, I can't wait to see the fall sky the the the, 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 the sky fall out. But I doubt this lasts more than a week, unfortunately. Oh, we'll continue. Council's office, as it relates to the uh, allegations, uh, they've already addressed this. This is something for them to deal with. I refer to the Department of Justice on anything else if you don't want to speak to the White House Council's office. And that's where we're going to leave that video. So, uh, yeah, Kenny, obviously, like, <laughs> I just, like, I'm, I'm so, I don't know if I am shocked, right, that we are at a point now where the, the White House press corps, We've seen, not the press corps, but rather the, the press secretary just blatantly lie. And now, finally, the press corps actually standing up. What do you think this is going to do long term for the relationship between the, the Biden administration and the press going forward? Do you think this is going to turn into an absolute, you know, daggers out, turning on Joe Biden from the press? Or do you think there might be some supporters that are still out there that will try to uh, sing his praises? Unfortunately, Brian, I have no faith in the press corps. I have no faith in mainstream media. I have no faith in media in general. And that be, being from a columnist who writes for a couple of, de of decent publications, I still have no faith in them. I mean, Peter Ducey and those who are allowed in there from conservative websites like or conservative organizations like Newsmax, OAN, I'm sure they'll try continue to have to ask quite tough questions. But the only reason that they're asking these questions is to, is to give press coverage to it for a week and say, oh, yeah, we did cover that. You're saying we didn't cover it. We did. We asked tough questions, and then they're going to move right past it here in a couple weeks. I mean, unless this just comes out that Biden is going to be actually impeached and that the impeachment process follows through and all that kind of stuff where they have to give attention to it, they're not going to give any more attention to it than it's needed. They're not going to give me any more attention to it that's being asked of them. And unfortunately, Republicans are too weak to continue on something. Democrats are, of course, going to support their guy. Independents are going to forget it, forgive and forget about this very quickly. Um, so as, as 
I hate to say it, and I hate to be the pessimist that I always am on this show, it seems like, as, as with any other podcast during the, the modern era of Republican politics. Um, I don't think this is going to last long. You're not going to see these same press corps meetings every single time. I wish it were true, and I wish I had more faith that actual journalism and actual, you know, these sort of meet the press like journalists. We're going to press the president. We're going to press the press secretary. I wish that would happen, but unfortunately, I just don't see it. Hey there, folks. Brian here. So for whatever reason, as uh, we were wrapping up our conversation, here with Kenny and I, my microphone died and uh, Kenny is just so good at knowing me. He was able to actually respond to not being able to hear me for whatever reason. Uh, so unfortunately, the end of the episode ended up being a little uh, disjointed. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and play the responses that Kenny would have to what he thought I was saying, which he actually did a good job, but also including those audio clips. And uh, I'll go ahead and wrap things up as we get towards the end of the episode with my actual outro. See you there. Uh, the House Ways and Means Committee yesterday released documents, their authenticity nowhere challenged. Uh, that the House Ways and Means Committee yesterday released documents, their authenticity nowhere challenged. Uh, that included a July 2017 WhatsApp message sent by Hunter Biden to Henry Zhao, a Chinese Communist Party official, which stated in its entirety, and I quote, I am sitting here with my father, and we would like to understand why the commitment made has not been fulfilled. Tell the director that I would like to resolve this now before it gets out of hand, and now means tonight. And Z, if I get a call or text from anyone involved in this other than you, Zhang, or the chairman, I will make certain that between the man sitting next to me and every person he knows, and my ability to forever hold a grudge, that you will regret not following my direction. I am sitting here waiting for the call with my father." Unquote. So just a couple of questions about this. First, does this not undermine uh, the president's claim during the 2020 campaign and the reaffirmations of that claim by his two press secretaries since then that he never once discussed his son's overseas business dealings with him? No, and I'm not going to comment further on this. We're good. We're good. Uh, James, James, let me just let me save you, you some. No. Let me save. Let me say. Let me save you some breath. If you're going to ask about this, I am not addressing. I don't. I know you do more than I'd like you to have. I am not going to address this issue from this podium. I'm just not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Have a great weekend. I mean, I, I just wish that the that the press was expected to do their job, and the, and the press secretaries, the spokesmen from all these departments. I mean. The expectation that is lot on them is to be truthful with the American people and to be truthful with voters. And for some reason, that is lost. I don't really understand if if Joe Biden was not a, was completely unaware of that he his son was doing these business dealings, was having these these secret barista meetings, was having these old company meetings, whatever. Then prove it. Like don't don't you're seeing like you said with him being in the same car as his son, with him being traced back to the same location that WhatsApp text messages was coming from. Let, let's see proof. Don't just stand abide and allow for the press corps to run all over you, to allow the press corps to embarrass you and to make you look like you're lying. Like if you're lying, at least make it don't look like you're lying. Like it's pretty easy. Like if there's one thing about politics is it's easy to lie, and, and it, at least in general, right? So if that's true, they're doing a very, very, very bad job of it in this regard. And for some reason, we are in a period now where, you know, a part of being oppressed, a part of running for politics, a part of campaigning is kind of stretching the truth as much as you can stretch it out. And it doesn't seem like they've done a very good job in doing this. I, I think it's very unfortunate that 
we're looking at the DOJ. They're like, you got to ask my friends that that, that guy, I, f- I forget his name, and Pearson are both saying, we, you, you need to ask the DOJ. Listen for the DOJ's statement. Wait for the DOJ's position. Wait for the Department of Justice. Wait for the Attorney General's office. Whatever. These are the people who are lying to us. Like the entire accusation from the right or, or any sources that are leaking the Hunter Biden story are that the DOJ gave preferential treatment to the president's son. So why are we to expect the DOJ to be truthful with us? I mean, now, we have examples of the DOJ through everything they're doing with Donald Trump right now. Through, through the, People really expect us to care about documents being in Mar-a-Lago while this is going on. We're seeing the New York case of Alvin Bragg. We're seeing the Georgia case. We're seeing all these cases where they're attacking a political opponent. And the very moment that we're seeing this corruption in the roots of our legal system and the corruption in the roots of our federal system, we're actually seeing this. And then we're expected to care about things that are so controversial, that, or at least the press wants them to be controversial, while the president's press corps, the president's own press corps, that has been good to him his entire presidency, and then his employees that speak on behalf of him, behalf of him, behalf of his departments and everything, cannot answer simple questions about the corruption that is going on at the very top. What are we supposed to do as Americans? Like, I, I hope independents have at least somewhat of an understanding that we have got to to judge this dude. Like, I. I Talk about the October surprise. I, 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 I didn't expect the October surprise to come in, in, in June of 2023. But this is the most controversial. Pre- I mean, screw this call with Zelensky and screw January 6th. We're really going to say that this is not worse. A vice president, a former senator, and now a current president is using his power overseas in a country that is currently at war right now. We're not supposed to question how the military industrial complex has impact on the Russian-Ukrainian war. I mean, this this is so deep, man. I don't know if I could dig a hole this far. This is so deep. I, I, I really hope the American people come to realize it, man. I, I, I doubt it they will, but I hope they do. Mr. Attorney General, um, Republicans in Congress have flirted with the idea of holding the FBI director in contempt. Um, it's become a talking point on uh, the campaign trail, um, the alleged corruption in, in the FBI and other federal law enforcement agencies. Um, it, do the American people have cause to be concerned about the integrity of the components of this Justice Department? And and what do you have to say about how they're acting? I certainly uh, understand that, that some have chosen to attack the integrity of the Justice Department as components and its employees by claiming that we do not treat like cases alike. Uh, This constitutes an attack on an institution that is essential to American democracy and essential to the safety of the American people. Nothing could be further from the truth. You've all heard me say many times that we make our cases based on the facts and the law. These are not just words. These are what we live by. They are the foundation of the way we make these decisions. The Agents of the FBI, as well as the DEA, the ATF, our uh, deputy U.S. marshals, every day, often at great personal risk, protect the American people and secure its safety. I, our cases are based on their work. I could not be more proud to work with them. I mean, it's insane. I mean, the, any attack on the DOJ, any attack on the federal government, any criticism, make sure, I hope this message gets through to voters, any criticism that you have of a government a government office, a federal government department, those who are, put, we are paying with our taxpayer dollars every single day of our careers, every single penny that you have is going to 
fund these people, giving and paying their salaries. And you as the voter, you as a citizen can anything that they're doing. You cannot say, hey, this is a little bit corrupt. You're, protect you're protecting the president's son is a little bit too much. What do you have to say for that? And their response is, we are the Department of Justice and any criticism of us is an attack on democracy. I'm so sick of democracy being the argument for these people. Democracy doesn't equal corruption. And I don't know how many times that we have to say that, but democracy does not equal federal government corruption, does not equal this idea that you have to protect everybody who is in a, any, any family, the Biden family, the Clinton family, the Bush family, whatever. Democracy does not mean that once you get in power, you can use and not be criticized by the American people who pay your money, who pay your salary. I pay it. Brian pays it. Everybody who's watching this podcast in some way pays their salaries. And if we cannot criticize the Department of Justice, the IRS, the ATF, the NSA, or any other governmental department, the FBI and the CIA, whatever else, if we cannot do that, we truly have lost our minds. We have lost any power that we have in terms of say, in terms of input. The only thing that we can do now is vote to get these people out of office, to vote to get these people out of federal government departments so we can actually have an impact. And if this isn't enough of an example to prove that we have got to have a change at the top, that we cannot criticize federal government departments, I don't know what else is. I'm glad Garland got up there and got criticized because he deserves it. I mean, my final thoughts, Brown, is the people just need to pay more attention to what the federal governments are telling them. When the federal government is telling you to your face that we cannot, for some reason, question the federal government department and, and any federal government department and they're, what they're doing in their jobs, and they have to get press conferences telling people to have some sort – my dog is in the background. apologize for that. But if, if the American people cannot trust their Department of Justice to not give preferential treatment to a person because of their family, they're protecting the son of the President of the United States for things that are more corrupt – than anything that we had, that Tr President Trump did, that anything Richard Nixon did, that anything Bill Clinton did. If they're protecting this man solely because he's the current sitting president and they don't want the guy who's going to come in, and is they need to hold these people accountable. If they don't want these government departments being abused, if they don't want federal government departments being utilized and weaponized against the United States and weaponized against American citizens, then they need to vote these people out in general. Like that is my final word. If you don't want this stuff to happen, if you want the press to cover it more often than there are now, then vote them out. Hey, well, I'll get I'll give it a Trump one thing in their lives. They're actually they actually ask tough questions to a President Trump or to a Republican president. They're not asking honest questions in a Democrat president until a controversy comes up. So for once, I'm gonna ask your viewers, please vote these people out. I don't care who you vote for, or it's RFK in the Democratic primary or Trump or DeSantis whenever they whenever the Republican nomination is over, vote these people out so these people can actually be honest. Make sure, or, or Michael Scott in 2024. That's perfectly fine as well. Or anybody else. Or uh, it, it does not matter who you vote for. Just do not vote for this current administration because they are lying to your face. And when you question them, they are saying that you are destroying democracy. And please remember, I'm glad I got that quote. Democracy does not equal corruption. You cannot be corrupt and expect that you're not going to get questioned. And that's all the Democrats currently define democracy as, is that it's okay when we do corruption, it's not okay when Republicans or Libertarians do it. So keep that in mind in 2024. All right, folks, that's going to wrap up my conversation with Kenny Cody. And I apologize for the audio issues we had there uh, with my mic dying. Uh, hopefully got things all figured out and fixed uh, going forward. Uh, but 
Hopefully the disjointedness of the end of the episode didn't ruin too much there uh, in terms of the audio slash listener experience, but otherwise, uh, please go ahead and obviously give us some love here at The Brian Nichols Show for having able to still complete the episode. I'm very impressed with Kenny actually being able to kind of know what I was saying, I guess, by reading my lips or just knowing me. So uh, that's that's great, I guess, uh, that we actually were able to have something of substance and and Kenny actually did a good job with uh, doing final thoughts and stuff. So with that, I'm going to go ahead and uh, give a quick outro here and uh, I mentioned the Michael Scott 2024 shirt on the show at least I thought I did uh, Kenny went ahead and uh, gave some love to the Michael 20 uh, Michael Scott 2024 shirt I mentioned how on the episode again uh, if it had recorded me that uh, if you want to go ahead and get your uh, own Michael Scott 2024 shirt head over to BrianNicholsShow.com forward slash shop where you can grab uh, the, the shirt and also make sure you use code TBNS at checkout for 15% off your order and I uh, also like to point out that the shirt has Michael Scott's 40-day plan, 40 days, 40 steps, and then we're back on track. So uh, yes, that's to all you Office fan uh, fans out there here in the Brian Nichols Show audience. And if you want to go ahead and continue the conversation, go ahead and follow me on uh, social media, Twitter and Facebook at B Nichols Liberty, and you can go ahead and follow Kenny at KD Cody TN. Uh, I will also include all of Kenny's links here in the show notes. And also, folks, if you could do me a favor, go ahead and give us some love if you're joining us here on the YouTubes. Hit that subscribe button and hit that little notification bell so you don't miss a single time we go live. Also, hit the like button because that actually helps us out more than you would know. And by the way, if you are not a big fan of the YouTubes, well, no worries. We are also over on Rumble and over on Sovereign Media, which is Ben Swan's entity. Big fan of Sovereign. Uh, Sovereign, if you are joining us there on Sovereign, you're actually getting today's episode before anybody else as a, a Sovereign exclusive. So uh, go ahead, subscribe uh, to Sovereign and also support independent media that's not going to go ahead and censor uh the truth the truth that we bring to you here on the brian nichols show so with that being said thank you folks oh and one more thing one more thing if you are watching us on the youtubes and you enjoyed the episode or watch us on the video version of the show wherever it may be and you didn't know we have a podcast version of the show so head over to your favorite podcast catcher youtube music spotify uh apple Podcasts, or whatever it is you get your rss feeds delivered just go ahead, hit that subscribe button. And if you really want to help support the show, go ahead and download all of the unplayed episodes. We have over 735 episodes here at The Brian Nichols Show, which will leave you educated, enlightened, and informed. So go ahead, do that, and you, I promise, will not regret it. Actually, I think you'll very much appreciate it. So there, I will wrap up there. Brian Nichols signing off here on The Brian Nichols Show for the one and only Kenny Cody. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to The Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com.